Hello, everyone. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending when you're listening to this. Welcome to another episode of In Our Reels. As always, we're your hosts, Cameron Tachinsky, and joined by I'm joined by Eric Hotop. Today, we're going to be discussing a very out of movie that is not in season right now, and that is Monster House. Yeah. Um, we recently rewatched it. I mean, we both seen it before, but we recently rewatched it yesterday, day before we, yesterday, a few days ago at the very most. Yesterday, I think we watched it. No, I don't know. It matter. A few days ago at the very most, and we have some things to say about it. Yeah, I mean, why don't you start just by kind of um, synopsizing the film for me? Because I'm looking up a couple of things. Go ahead. So, tell me a little bit about the movie. Um, well, you know what the movie's about. I'll tell the people what the movie's about. Um, so the movie is more or less, it's like this kid lives across the street from this like, quote unquote, crazy old man, like a very typical, very stereotypical, like crazy old man for movies, like yelling at kids to get off his lawn and stuff. Excuse me. But, uh, he's saying like, He's, I don't know why he's investigating him. He thinks something's wrong with him or something up with his like lifestyle. Then to find out, him and his friend and this other friend they recently meet, find out that his house is alive. So this primarily the store, main store bulk of the movie is the kids like investigating the house and trying to quote-unquote kill the house. I mean, primarily, I mean, this yeah. film... This film is, I think, labeled as a kids' movie. I don't really think it's a kids' movie. It's pretty. It's pretty bold. It's pretty. It's pretty out there. Um, which I won't dive to. Like, okay. So essentially, this film. There's a lot of like things that are going in my head. I was. I'm sorry. I was looking up a couple things, and uh, so this film is directed by Gil Ken Kennan. And I don't know anything. I was trying. What I was doing is I was going through and looking through this person's um, kind of IMDb page and trying to familiarize myself a little bit because I, I didn't recognize the name. Um, turns out he did uh, the 2015 Poltergeist. I never saw it. He did uh, City of Ember, which I did see, but I don't remember being especially great. And so this guy pretty much has done nothing other than Monster House that I recognize. Everything else that he's done is is he's not very he really doesn't have very many director credits. Um, but this film is for some reason a very weird standout film uh, in his his credits essentially. Um, and this also I was looking at the writers in this film is Dan Harmon is one of those people. So for those of you who don't know who Dan Harmon is, he's like one of the creators. You all right? Yeah. Okay. He is one of the creators <laughs> of Rick and Morty. So uh, a very uh, adult show. Yes. Um, but just an interesting little thing that was before Rick and Morty. I mean, Dan Harmon really wasn't like, I mean, I knew the name, but like when I saw his name in this, like. Wow. So, uh, also for those of you who don't, my Mitchell is it Mitchell Musso? Mitchell I, Musso. I he's in Para Kings. He's in. I think he's in Hannah Montana too, isn't he? We don't have. We didn't take any notes on this movie prior to recording, so yeah. But it's, it's we fine. might be struggling it's, to it's, think it's, of it's, things. it's completely fine. It's completely fine. We're just he. I just wanted to familiarize people because this film, for a lot of these people, I would assume have not seen this movie for years, and when they did see it, the film came out and. 
2006. So <laughs> 14 years ago. Um, so this movie, Mitchell Musso was the main guy. It was DJ Chowder, Sam Lerner, who I really don't know much about his stuff either. He's not in anything that I recognize. So all that to say though, um, the real hitters of this film were a lot of the side people in this film. So Steve Buscemi was Deborah Cracker. He was the bad guy. He's the old man. Well, bad guy, quote unquote. He was the old man who told everyone to get off his lawn. Um, you got Fred Willard, who was uh, Amy's dad and everybody else, Raymond. Um, he's done a lot of other things, but that's kind of what I most well know know him from. Catherine O'Hare, O'Hara, um, which is in just a handful of things as well. Kevin um, James. Kevin James is in this. Nick Cannon is in this. Jason yeah. Lee is in this. John Hedder. John Hedder is John in this. John Hedder had like no, no, a scene. More, no more than like 10 lines. Yeah, a scene. So all that to say, I felt like this film was a really interesting and unique film for the fact that it, it was like the director was a no-name. The writer at the time, Dan Harmon, like – was not a, yeah, not a huge name. You're not a huge name at that point. I mean, I'm sure he did done things before, but like Rick and Morty made all of those people superstars. So it was it's just interesting because we watched it and we had not had plans to watch this movie before. I think originally we were going to do Sandlot for you guys, and that has obviously not happened because the show is just not structured. Like yeah. our our show is not very well structured. It's kind of hey. Uh, other than Marvel, <laughs> yeah. what are we watching? <laughs> so, which is which is fine. I think that's okay. But basically, this film is for a lot of people. I think, we, I think we even said that film before. This like, yeah, next one's Sandlot. <laughs> we did, but and, and we will get to Sandlot. But right now, I, I thought we watched this movie. Yeah, a lot of people are we aged. This. We haven't seen Sandlot in a while. Yeah, so. I mean, a lot of people our age though have. This was like a film we grew up with. Like I remember, I saw this one in theaters. Mm-hmm, so did I, and I remember um, my parents being like really cautious about taking, like wanting me to go see this. Oh film. really? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that, but I'm pretty sure my parents were like, God, who cares? Oh really? My I remember listening on the radio, and like, <laughs> wow, it sounds like a hundred. But <laughs> I remember listening on the radio in the car. They were talking about how this film is not for kids. And how it's quite scary. And I remember watching it and being kind of scared. I The most scared part I was was the when I was a kid. I remember the scene where she goes, like the three of them get into the house and they go down below to, to, the, see, basement. to the basement and they see like her body covered in cement. Which that was the creepiest scene to me. Which we should explain. The reason the house is alive, it's like the old man's wife. Eustace? Yeah, Constance. Constance. <laughs> used this yeah one? you were paying close attention <laughs> the like they were building this house and as they were building it she like fell into the basement and had cement poured over her which somehow like turned her into the house it only makes sense in the kid movie universe but that's how she became the house yes and i mean you don't need everything to make sense especially in kit like in film like whatever it's fine i do i think for this movie though it completely worked like at no point was I ever thinking like that wouldn't happen in real life. Like clearly nothing. So in you the think film. a clearly, lady can actually become a house? Clearly that nothing. That in this universe, I'm saying that everything in the film felt organic. Like I never thought at any point in the movie that there was. I felt like everything really worked well in this film. The writing, the voice acting. I thought the the 
it was creepy in a few scenes. Uh, a few things that I thought were really cool that I pointed out to Cam too was some of the symbolism they used. They, I thought it was pretty cool. You like symbolism. Listen, there were some really cool things. Eric you, you do not like symbolism. I mean, hey, if you're gonna review films, you're gonna bring it up, and I think that like it's important to bring this up. Like, there were things in this film that they did a really good job with. And one of those things was the the foreshadowing and symbolism they used with the house. There were things that this film did not just blatantly go out like a lot of kids' movies today. Kids' movies now are a lot different than when, you know, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I yeah, love I that movie. With I, Fantastic you Mr. Fox. literally never seen it. I've never seen it, but it's like every time we talk about animated movies. Mr. Fox, Mr. Fox, Mr. Fox. This foaming movie, at the mouth. Okay, one of my favorite films of all time, and it's genuinely just a great we should talk we should watch it at some point but it is i know (laughs) it it is a great movie i love that movie too but that's not what i'm trying to say this film though doesn't talk down i thought and i appreciated that like at no point in this movie i felt like i was being talked down to or having to be like belittled in the conversation to what's going on even the scene what are you talking about like the narrative of the story what do you mean what am i talking about you never felt belittled belittled meaning like they have to inch each pit of like they have to over basically i'm saying this cam this film unlike other kids films do not basically spoon feed you the story by saying hey did you catch that if you didn't we're gonna show it to you again oh did you catch that because we're gonna do it again for you oh my goodness if we if you didn't get the joke now, let's explain it to you. That's belittling somebody and talking down to them and having to like explain the story over and over and over. This film told the story the way that they needed to, especially for a kids movie. My point is this, it's a kids film. They did not at any point over explain they explained the house like being possessed one time in the film. And that was in the game like the game room where they went to see Napoleon Dynamite. Like, one time in the film, they talked about the house is haunted, and this is why. Because he said, you know, I've seen, like, I've heard about in my tales to the conventions and yeah. whatnot. And also, they made it nerdy, where it was like, this guy is clearly a complete geek, and these kids look up to him. And things that were really funny. Like, you even said, was it uh, Chowder's, like, parents are cheating on each other. Yeah. And, like, a kid is not going to understand that, and neither would I remember. I didn't remember that. So when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they are cheating on each other. Like, it's just funny, the tiny little things that they're not going to spoon feed to the audience and they're going to just do it. I appreciated that in this film. I think that the animation holds up. I think yeah. The animation was solid. I, it's a very unique style of animation. It's like almost a mix between like, I don't know how to put it, like I the Disney movies and it Claymation. It's yeah, like a hybrid. I thought it was Claymation. It's not, but it looked like Claymation at first. Um, like the first scene with the leaves, like totally looked like claymation and i don't know i appreciated that this film was also willing to like kind of and and also having dan um the harman like write the screenplay for this film i feel like makes a little more sense to me like not that it completely makes sense but like they got somebody who's a little bit edgier to write this movie and so I definitely think it like would explain a little bit. I don't think that I don't know much other of his work other than this and then that new show that he just came out with. But oh, Solar Opposites. Yeah, which I believe he did. I don't even know if he's part of that. But either way, like Rick and Morty is a really edgy show. It doesn't surprise me that he did Monster House. And so 
I mean, the other I don't really have any like huge things that they touched on the music when we were watching. Like, oh, music, score, good. Yeah, they had a good they had a good theme. I think that like the theme song or the theme music for this flowed through the whole film. Like certain movies might have a theme, but it kind of bounces back and forth, and like it's kind of all over the place. This film had a continuous theme that I can't say like if I well. I don't know. I can hear it in my head right now, but I saw the I movie can't. a couple of days ago. I could probably, like, if you were like, hey, can you play this? I might know it, but I wouldn't, like, this film's not, this kind of is, is a backburner film. Like, it's not a, uh, a top-tier film for me. Here's the thing about this movie. I mean, I, it's like, okay, yeah, it's not a top-tier film, but people keep coming back to it. It's true. Like, there's a lot of Halloween movies that get swept under the rug. Meanwhile, this one seems to stay, like, pretty relevant. Yeah. Like, it seems like every year around Halloween time, I'm talking to someone who wants to watch Monster House. Oh, yeah. I definitely would agree to, like, this film has continued to it's like, rise to the top of the Yeah, I was going to say, it's aged very well, and people notice that. Yeah, and, like, also, it's enough for us to both be sitting there scrolling through Netflix and be like, oh, man, Monster House, I haven't seen that in a while. Play it, and then at the end of it being, like, solid film. Like, still a solid film. It still worked. I... I think, like, things that didn't work for me were... Uh, well, go ahead. Okay, well, I already know one thing he's going to say, so I'll probably say it, too. One thing I noticed, at one point, the house, like, <laughs> the house starts walking. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy sentence to say. <laughs> but it starts, like, walking around. It's got, like, trees for, like, legs and stuff. And this the thing about that is that this is taking place on Halloween night. Yeah. Which moments before the house started like walking, yeah, they show like a street full of kids mm-hmm. coming this way. Then the moment the house starts moving, no, way. not another soul inside. I mean, yeah, like that's true. I agree with that. Like, like everyone instantly was like, "All right, trick or treat, done. Get inside." They use logic a little bit. Like I know I said before, like everything in this film, like, co- like I n- at no point did I ever feel like I had to say in certain like certain movies, you'd be like, "All right." That wouldn't happen. Like, this is animation, so you can kind of get away with it a little bit, but, all right. Moments before the scene of the house, like, he literally, they make Like, a literally point. not even 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, they make a point to say, like, like, he- Other kids are yeah, out. Never, Nevercracker is back from the hospital, and he's like, oh my gosh, like, what day is it? Looks over, sees kids trick-or-treating, I don't know, four houses down? Like, not even that. Which, he, okay- He's back from the hospital because they had a heart attack early oh, on in the episode. One, yeah. What? His clothes. In that oh, scene. okay, yeah. <laughs> but he had a heart attack early on in the episode, and he's worried, and he, like, keeps kids out of his lawn because the reason Constance went, turned into the house is she fell because kids were, like, pranking him. So Halloween night is obviously a big night for pranking, and he's trying to, like, protect the kids and keep them away from the house. Sure. So he's, like, when kids come up, he doesn't want kids coming up to his door trick-or-treating because he knows his house is going to eat them. A lot of crazy sentences being said in this right. podcast. Yeah. But, so there's that. And also, he gets... Ambulance drives him off and he has a heart attack. No siren whatsoever. Yeah. An, an ambulance, of all things, dropping him off. Sirens are blazing. Yes. Then they boot him out in a hospital gown. Yeah. No clothes on. Yes. There's like, get out of here, old man. Which makes zero sense. Like, first of all, they made... And this is the other thing. They made a point when he was like... When he had a stroke. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, when he had a heart attack, he collapsed and then they got in they loaded him in like on a gurney Mm -hmm. and they shut the doors and they do this pretty cool like shot of 
the ambulance mirror like the window and it's the kids looking as the car drives away so the perception of the car like the kids are getting smaller so you're not actually looking at the kids from the window you're looking at the kids from the mirror the mirror which is just a cool shot i just wanted to point that out but they make a point like chowder makes a point who is dj's friend in the film he says literally i quote no no siren that's a bad sign okay i understand that that part makes sense Siren coming back? What? Also, what kind They're of... They're like, we gotta get this guy home. What kind of an ambulance drops the patient back off? That, Never that heard of that in my life. When they dropped him off, they almost ran over DJ, yeah. and then they peel off again. No ambulance driver getting out and talking to him. Yeah. They're just like, get out of the way. Ambulance. Skirt, yeah. splat. Yeah, makes zero sense. And another thing, too. This is... I mean, we're kind of railing on this, but... Like, talking about the crane? With the throw. No. Oh, that is another one. What, what, let me say this other piece first. I thought that's where you're going. There right is a away. scene where the cops get eaten, which is played by Nick Cannon and uh, Kevin James. Great, like honestly, comedic, like comical scenes with them in it. Um, I liked that a lot. But they were uh, booking the kids. They were putting them in the car, basically saying, "Like, listen, you guys have been messing with this kid. This this guy's like the old man's house." way too much we gotta take you away like you guys can't keep doing this we've already asked you not to so they get him in the car and then they get eaten by the house logistically i understand again it's animation you can get away with a lot of things and the house eating them is the least of my worries in this scene where are they going like what in like where are they going they they get eaten and they go to the basement, theoretically. Yes. Oh, you know about that thing I brought up? How they're, like, they're just gone Yeah, forever. they're just gone for the film, right? The kids get in the house. They go to the basement. No sign of the cops. And then what's the other guy's name? Bones? There's another yeah. guy that gets eaten as well. And, and, a, dog. and a dog. Okay, This yeah. house, hungry. Yeah. So this, hungry. Okay, yeah, it's hungry. But this house has been eating stuff for years. And they make that very clear by a, a pile. Yes. And I mean an absolute pile of yes. toys in the basement. But in theory, these like all these people getting eaten are either so we'll get yeah. So they're either in the house as it's walking around because there's a scene where they're handing out toys and the like never crackers just in like the house is gone. It's just a hole in yes. the ground in his basement. He's handing out toys to kids. So they're either and this is this was before they crawled out. Yes. So they're either dug their way even deeper through the toys. Yes. Or they're in the house. When it blows up, which right. is completely impossible. Right. So the fact that they just kind of disappear from the basement is well, they can't ridiculous. have exploded in the house because yeah, the end, the end scenes you see them crawling out. Which let's get let's talk about the exploding of the house. Yes. So the only so to put out this house, you have to extinguish the fire in the fireplace, which I realized moments before recording this is flawed because once he because they're saying that's his it's heart and the chimney's been going ever since never crack went to the hospital, but before he went to the hospital. It was like doing little things like pulling on stuff. What do you mean? Remember, like the house is a, like doing stuff without the fire going. Right. So well, that's true. Too. That's flawed. I mean, yeah, the house is theoretically. I that when you say that too, the house has been alive this whole time. Yeah. But for some reason, like the, the moment leaves, the chimney lights. Yeah. Immediately. The chimney lights. The moment there's a fire, they're like, "That's the heart. Gotta yeah, be." Yeah. It's like what? Okay, but anyway, so they so the the house is walking around. They lure it into like a construction zone down in a pit, which is fine. I get that. Yeah, yeah. But then Nevercracker used to like be in the military, and he's like probably on some explosive team. He's got like some TNT, which he's part of like a TNT team. He's yeah, he, like part of like the demo. Yes, the demo. Uh, he's like, like branch of the military. I don't know. 
Yeah. Apparently, I'm not a military guy. I, I don't I was know. Say, apparently, there's a demo branch of the military. But he makes things go boom. So he's got some dynamite in his house, which kind of a stretch, but we'll let it slide. I mean, whatever. If he's part of the demo team, he can have all the dynamite he wants. I don't care. But he's like, he, he's trying to like throw that in the house to blow it up and extinguish the fire. Long story short, they lured in here while like trying to throw the dynamite in. DJ, like he's like an old man. He's like got to be 80, so he can't do much. Mm-hmm. So he gives the dynamite to the kids and like, here, like you do it. So like, whatever. They're like on top of this easily like 150 foot crane. I think it's over that. I think it's like it's like sky crane. It's huge. crazy. Oh yeah. And then DJ is swinging from the hook. Which I also just before you start that, I hate to be that guy. They should they should not have a skill like a, a sky crane in that construction zone for any reason at that point in construction. Yeah, there wasn't literally like, makes no sense. There wasn't even like groundwork. There's nothing there to be like <laughs> time to put in this guy because we're lifting stuff. To where? Like, yeah. nowhere do we need to do that. Okay, so good point. But DJ <laughs> swinging on the hook, and what's the girl's name? Penny? Jenny? Penny, Jenny. I think it's Jenny. Is it Jenny? Oh, it's Jenny. I can look it up really quick, but it's Jenny. Okay, we'll go with Jenny for now. Jenny's running along the arm of the crane as DJ's swinging, because she's got the lit dynamite. Move <laughs> over, Tom Brady. Move over, Aaron Rodgers. Move over, Matt oh, Stafford. Yeah. This girl's got an arm. Yeah. She tight. She times the throw as DJ's swinging. And I'm not, like, talking, like, barely swinging. It's, like, full, oh, like... At maximum capacity. It's, like, swing set you're swinging. Nev- yeah, you're never... Also, from where he dropped, like, where he fell, which is at level, like, at horizontal plane with the crane. I'm trying to explain this to you. It's definitely difficult. Like, imagine he has... Somehow they got the crane ball up to where he is which is the top mm-hmm. and it's not at an incline just for you guys like to know it's horizontal so he drops and it starts falling with it okay i get it we've you got the cra- the incredibly heavy cr- like cannonball crane i don't it's know a rocking ball it's just a hook what oh was it a hook okay either way the hook is still dangling like somehow they got the hook i don't know he's falling right he would never ever ever get above the hor- ho- like horizontal oh the arm never he would never okay. get above the arm ever okay but yeah. somehow sky high yeah somehow, get that guy. somehow this kid's booking he's it literally got stuff. nothing on tom cruise and this girl she's like a girl scout selling cookies times the throw of the dynamite just perfectly to where it like as yeah. dj's on the upswing like right in his hand yep whatever yeah and he caught it that's yeah. the other thing the, it's not even as amazing as she throws it he is able to see he's, he's boom, like yeah like it. get them in the, any sport yeah. that's throwing Dude, multi-sport athletes if i was a coach i'd be like like talk about i need them now yeah. i need them here they can have whatever they want go but, but coach they're 12 i don't care coach please put their parents on the contract but coach i've been i've been a volunteer for 20 yeah. years put me in no they're number one. Got to get them like this. Like I can't. Like if you were to watch the movie, I, we met you. Like you yeah. think we're blowing in our proportion? This is like the greatest throw of anything ever. Even T. Brady was like, "Wow." Yeah. Tom Brady watched that yeah. and goes, "I got to retire." Even Brady was like, "Wow." He's like, "I can't do that, yeah, dude." Wow. 
Oh, well, that was kind of fun. I had a good time explaining that. <laughs> For and those, <laughs> okay, this movie's not that bad. I just yeah. had a really good time ranting. Yeah, about it right and now. it was. It honestly was a wild scene because the moment we saw it, we were both like, Whoa. "Yeah, I, yeah." I was, I was like out loud. was like, "Whatever." Yeah, like literally, like okay, if we can't throw a ball from like, yeah. from, like the balcony down to the other person, like if I can't throw my keys over to my wife, like no way is this guy doing it. From, and also, like, the adrenaline of being all the way up there, and she's like, yeah. all right, like, they're, by the way, it's not solid on that crane. Like, you got no. holes. So, she's trying to hold on to that. Legs just holding the crane, chucks it. How is that possible? And it's just... How is that possible? It's literally, like, one of those scenes where it's like, hey, Jenny, bet you can't make the most impossible throw of all time. And she goes, hold my juice box. Yeah, literally. Literally. She's like, hold, hold my Girl Scout cookies. She's like, before the throw, she's like... Sitting there, she like puts her finger in her mouth and like tests the wind. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then just boom. Like, we know you are, you're twelve year old. And you're like real smart and like you know you got your whatever together. But like, wow, you need to drop those cookies and start playing for freaking NFL yeah. now. Like, yeah, honestly. Anyway, I, other than that, <laughs> as crazy as that yeah, sounds, yeah. like we we may have been like ranting about it for a while, but these are all like totally valid. Totally valid things. Okay, they're valid, but they're, like, not key pieces. True, but, like, true. I would agree with that. But I also think, like, anyone who like has that, a brain would watch that. If we could, like, clip that scene for you guys, even you would be, like, no way. <laughs> you'd be, especially with, like, the, the logic of an adult having had thrown, you know, keys, yeah. throwing a football, throwing whatever, like... It's difficult to and do not, it not on land. This is a yeah. lit stick of yeah, dynamite. Yeah. Like, like it, no nervousness whatsoever. They're just like lighting it and like, oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, like, listen, not, like no perception of what they're holding. The fact that we can't throw keys to each other on land and they do it sky high, 200 feet with a stick of dynamite, 12 year olds? Huh? 12 year olds huh? is even a stretch. Yeah, I was just going to say like. They're probably like 10. Wow, max. wow, wow. Like just couldn't. Draw drop, draw drop, draw drop. I literally could not believe it. Well, anyway. <laughs> Let's get to the rating, yeah, okay? So, okay, so yeah, the rating. Despite all the ranting we just did, the bones and, like, the, like, kind of semi-major components of this movie yeah, are solid. Super solid. So, I seriously cannot get over to you guys, like, how amazing the animation was in this film. The animation is top-notch, and I think it will hold up, like forever like i genuinely think this is the kind of film where the animation is unique enough to where it will hold up forever like just a solid film for it um but did you, say, did you say dan Harmon was a writer yeah he was a writer for it but keep talking anyway um my yeah. rating for the film i'm gonna be going with a three I, i'd go three as well which is a solid film it's above average i think it's one of those kinds of films that like I look forward to watching again, and I really wasn't, like, it, was a, it did not overstay its time. I think it's a kind of film I'll watch again, like Halloween time. I'll watch yeah. it again. It's good, like, how can I put it? It's like a Christmas story, mm-hmm. kind of. It's like a mo- good movie to watch every year, but it doesn't, like, break any boundaries. No. No. But, so, is it three? Three? Is yeah, three. Round three. Three point oh. Out of five, which is our rating for this this one. Which again, solid film and uh, can't complain for you guys. The next film we are going to be going over is a Marvel movie. Which 
It's not loading it. Oh, there it goes. It will be, uh, let's see, what did we do last? We did Ultron now? Yeah, so that means Ant-Man? Yeah, I believe that's correct, actually. Let me double check here. Yeah, Ant-Man, which I can't wait to talk about. Yeah, Ant-Man's a good one, so... So as always, if you do want to have if you have suggestions for us or want to just see how we're doing or message us in any way, shape, or form, do follow us on Instagram and Twitter. The handle for both those is at in our reels. We'd love to hear from you. Love to have suggestions because, like Eric said, in between Marvel movies, the frequent discussion is what are we watching. Sure. So if we had some suggestions, that might solve the problem. Uh, but until then, we will see you guys when we talk about Ant Man. And as always, thanks for listening. We'll see you later.